This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's stay in the province and talk to the issues that we were speaking about earlier raised by the Premier, concerns on gender-based violence cases. And I was saying earlier that there were cases that we noted that were, of course, concerning. But the other issue, there was the command councillor as well. Mr. Premier, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening, and good evening to your listeners also. Good evening, good evening indeed. You You have raised concerns on cases of gender-based violence that we're still struggling with here in the province? Yes, not only gender-based violence. The, the kind of violence that we are seeing in the province here is it's terrific, it's terrible, in fact. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's shocking. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's in such a way that it's unprecedented. Mm. We have never had this kind of violence in this province in particular before. So, I mean, even during the apartheid era, we haven't seen our people killing each other like this. So, for us, it's a cause for concern. It's something that needs immediate action. Uh, It is against that background that we are saying we need to stand up as a community, as a society, Mm. not only as government, but all stakeholders must stand up and do something about this and say enough is enough, like we always say, Mm. But uh, we must also say it in action. I get a very Yeah, <laughs> but 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 talking about um, so it would be obviously prudent that when you have a challenge, you try to establish the root cause, and this is a conversation we generally have. But you're speaking mm-hmm. about the profoundness of the violence here, the the dastardly nature of it. Is there anything that can be attributed to what we're seeing that you're saying is unprecedented? You know, when uh, you come up with the features and characteristics of a Sikh society, uh, this is one of the, of, of, in fact, this is the, 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 the resultant factor of it. Because uh, at, the, at the core of it, it's a... Uh, the the, the 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 way the society the, the way the society fends for itself you you you, you mm. get you get that mm-hmm. and then as a result people tend to develop anger like i mean it's human nature to be angry at times mm. but the most important thing is how do you control your anger mm. people tend to develop some form of anger some develop built up anger that uh, end up exploding in a very long time. Mm. And when it explodes, it causes this kind of things. So that is why it cannot be one stakeholder that deals with the matter because that's a societal issue, it's a societal ill. Mm. It needs the society in its entirety to deal with it. Yeah. well, government can come in uh, with uh, what you would call corrective measures, mm. uh, enforcement, regulation, but that alone is not enough. You also need the civil society to come in and deal with the issue of uh, the, 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 the ethics, the ethics of a human person, mm. the personality both within a person, mm. you know. Mm. Once we can we can win that battle, I am sure that we will we'll say we are winning the, the the war. What kind of instruments can we use to 
win that battle? Is it education? What else? Education and uh, uh, an exerted effort, mm. you know, of, um, on, 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 on economic development. Because in some instances, you find that is because uh, some or you find in, in, in a situation where you've got a couple, one spouse is working, the other one is not working, and that imbalance causes problems. Mm. It causes friction within the family, friction that mounts up and end up uh, coming up with this kind of thing, uh, being violent and all this, 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 this kind of thing. Mm. Mm. So that is why I am saying it's a matter that needs the entire society. And uh, as government, we must lead that crusade of uh, getting the entire society involved. When you talk about, uh, Mr. Premier, an intervention like uh, looking socioeconomic issues and looking at economic issues, and we know where we are as a country at the moment, exacerbated by the pandemic. You, you had a, three months or so ago, you had uh, requested the MECs to set up a task force or a task yes. team, rather. What, what work has been done? What kind of reports are you getting there? That, that, that is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Mm. That the, um, the involvement, the, the, that committee led, led by MEC, mm. they are doing a very good work, a very good job. Because they are involving uh, stake, other stakeholders, society, Barutis, uh, the clergy, and, and, and all these kind of uh, people. But I think they must also go down to the youth, young people, go to schools, uh, come up with programs for the schools, you know, mm. at primary school, at secondary school. It may take long at, uh, to, to deal with the entire society. But at the same time, whilst we're doing that, Government also, together with uh, all political parties in government, in, 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 in parliament, mm. all political parties in parliament must put their heads together and say, uh, this is what we are going to do in terms of this constitution, more especially when it comes to the, uh, the, the last bastion of hope that we have, uh, which is the police and the army. Mm. Once you start seeing criminals, are taking the police and the army, then you must know that you you are you are you are actually gravitating towards civil war, you know, because mm. you are gravitating towards a gangster society, a gangster government. At some stage, the facts will take over this government and run this government mm. if we are not careful. So, what we need to do is to look into this constitution and see as to whether the Constitution is giving sufficient powers to the law enforcement officers, the police, and the end. And then if that is not the case, we come up with something that may that will actually make the police different from an ordinary individual mm. when it comes to the law enforcement, you know. Yeah. So that at the, end, at the end of the day, you've got a Constitution. You know, I was this morning I was on, on another radio station making an example with one colonel who was uh, shot in his house in the early hours of the morning, mm. you know. Mm. I I was saying to, to, to the presenter that, look, had that Kenneth shot the, uh, his killers and killed them, mm. just imagine the kind of noise that we would have had in the, uh, within our society. You know? mm. There would have been this and that to justify 
what what those people uh, were doing in that area mm-hmm. and to vilify the kennel. In fact, the kennel would, uh, would actually have been suspended by now had he killed these killers. But if we had a constitution that says a policeman is different from an ordinary citizen, it's not just mm. a civilian, an ordinary civilian, it's something else. And then you've got specific laws and, and rules for the police. Stringent also, but they must be uh, in the position. They must, they must be different from us, you know. Mm-hmm. They must be different from us in such a way that if he decides, he takes, he uses a correct discretion of using the kind of weapons that he's having, uh, it must not just be an ordinary civilian court that judges him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Mr. Premier, while I still have you on the line, the Command Council met, and um, what is the latest coming from the Command Council? The command council met today as as, as routine mm. just to get to get the report as to what is happening uh, uh, in the province. Are we getting this second wave um, that that we are hearing about? Mm-hmm. We realize that at least as a province, we are still contained. Our containment measures are still in place. Uh, the Department of Health is still on top. Government is still on top of the situation. Mm. And uh, the other thing that we had there is uh, basically the, 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 usual, the usual stuff that we all accept that the, the financial results are, that uh, the departments are receiving financial results, their mm. financial results from the Auditor General. Very soon the Auditor General will be out, mm. and mm. will be going out uh, and, and announcing as to how the departments are performing. But uh, we, 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 we seem to be very happy with, with what is happening in this province when it comes to that. Most government departments are improving, have improved, in fact, mm. uh, from, from what, what, what they were in the previous financial year. And if we were to get the second wave, what is the report saying? Are we ready as a province? Absolutely. We are very ready. We are combat ready as this province. Remember, even in the first wave, you remember we said, we are ready uh, for for the for the first for full blown what do you call um, uh, surge uh, in in the first wave that we had you know? mm. already we had we had um, our facilities ready waiting for the for for for, for whatever eventuality that may come mm. um, and uh, because uh, as 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 you have noticed our planning was thorough. We planned that we are not going to use the money to come up with new structures mm. uh, elsewhere. We are going to develop and improve the structures that we have so that even after this pandemic, we must be in the position to can still have that those, those structures to utilize because we have already anticipated, as uh, the World Health Organization had warned us, that this virus is going to be with us for a longer period of time. Mm. Not, it's not going to live very early. So therefore, uh, we said if that is the case, we, we don't need to come up with temporary structure. Let's build um, uh, or upgrade the, car- the current facilities, the hospitals that we are having, so mm-hmm. that they can become battery anytime. When you get a full-blown search, we must be in the position to can say, as Limbo, we are ready. 
to accommodate our, our patients. Right, and and I've seen you've gotten reports around the water projects, water relief projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what, what is being said there? Are they able to get to the uh, different communities, supply water and relief to the public? You know, uh, if there are two so points that they are always traveling, giving me sleepless nights mm. in this province, is water and uh, and roads. Mm. You know, those are the two main issues that are giving me sleepless nights for, night for now. When it comes to the, uh, the, 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 the the usual stuff like uh, health and education, at least you can see that we're making progress. Mm. But when it comes to educate to uh, water and 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 and, and roads mm. and road infrastructure, we 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 still a little bit back, backwards because they they remember the um, the backlog. Mm. In 2014, when we took over, we had a huge backlog because we had not built a road in the previous in the in the previous three years prior to uh, to 2014. Mm. Uh, we had um, and we had had serious problems with our water project. You will remember the Giani water project and many other water projects, major water projects that we had. But the reports that we are receiving now. Is that it would seem like we are getting, we are, we are, we are making it wait. We are actually seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Very soon, our people will be drinking water. Mm. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Premier. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit CapricornFM.co.za.